0: Welcome to the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us every week as we interview industry leaders and experts to uncover the ways they're finding sales success today. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. It's
1: another week. We are here. Can you imagine? I don't know. It's been great. Hey, I got a question for you. I don't mean to jump into it, guys. Uh, Do you listen to this as soon as it downloads automatically, assuming you're subscribed? Um, Are you like, oh my gosh, it's in, it's in, it's in. Listen to Daryl. Because by the way, nobody does that. Nobody, nobody says, let's listen to Daryl. Or or is there a certain time of the day or week that you like to listen to the inside, inside sales show? I'd be kind of curious. Drop me a line on that. Because I'm trying to compare my listening habits to others. I want to see if there's any kind of commonality. Talk to your colleagues on the sales, fl- on the sales floor, the virtual sales floor these days, right? And, uh, and see what they have to say. We can compare notes. I don't know why I want to know that. i think maybe I'll do some promotion. Who knows? Um, imagine me going on LinkedIn saying, okay, it's that time when you're all of a sudden you're all listening to your podcast. Did you know you can have all these cool features in your app player? You can increase the speed, get rid of the the silences, all that great stuff. Uh, And by the way, if you don't know that, you should do that because there's some really cool features there. Um, With that all said, I want to share a story this week that I'm sure many of you can relate to. This is an observation. And uh, some of you aren't here in your life journey yet, but I am. And I am at a point, as I tell everybody, I don't have a problem telling you my age, I'm 53. Am I at that point now where the kids are out of the house? They're both on their own, uh, gainfully employed, uh, doing quite well. And it's just the bride and I at home these days. Just the bride and I. And the uh, the thing about the bride and I is that, uh, you know, we've been married whew, well over 30 years. I know, we got married young. and um, and you get into a rhythm, and so when the rhythm gets disrupted, you notice. All right, so that's uh, and everybody who's married right now for an extended period of time is nodding their heads. And in my case, what I've noticed in the last year or two or three, I don't, I don't get it. It's just because maybe there's no kids anymore. Is that my wife will be doing something? Maybe I'm, I'm, I uh, you know, when my day is done, I have long days. So you know, I sit down in front of the TV maybe at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, finally. Um, I'm like dead. I'm like zoned up, mentally exhausted. I talk nonstop. There's conflict. There's struggles. There's all the usual sales challenges that you all know. And I just want to, you know, not people. <laughs> I want to not people. And so she'll not people with me and we'll watch TV. And then she'll be flipping the phone, looking at her Facebook or her, talking to her friends or reading something. And then she'll turn to me and say, hey, you know what I learned today Or, hey, oh, I meant to tell you about this. Um, Or, hey, you know, you get the idea, which is what every couple wants. You want to have that lovely chance to catch up on your day and all this stuff that was notable. Except she always does it. At just that moment in a show when, you know, the main character is going to turn out to be a bad guy or going to wrap things up. Or if you're a Home and Garden fan, Home and Garden TV fan, she does it just as they're doing the big reveal. You've got a half an hour or an hour into this show almost. And they're finally showing you the end result. And she wants to talk. Kills me. Reminds me of my kids when they were young. My youngest had the hardest time reading the room. And they would just blurt out their story in the middle of somebody else's conversation because it was firing on their mind right now. And they you know that's cute when they're a kid. You know, honey, you got to read the room. You got to interrupt. You got to use your manners. You got—you can't just project. You know, when you do that, you're sending the messages that you're not even listening to what they're saying. You just want to be heard. It's all about you. Then the person gets put off and you don't want to lose friends. Right, honey? So my wife is kind of going back in time to where my kids were. So as you start, it seems you have this problem when you're young and you have this problem when you're old. So my question is, how come so many of you have this problem when you're not young and you're not old, you have this problem right now. You just want to talk, you know what you're not doing. Well, let me tell you what you're trying to do. You're trying to do some storytelling and I'm a big proponent of storytelling, but you need to maybe exercise a little bit of control and practice some active story listening. You know what I'm saying? You see what what I did there? So I thought, who's the right person to talk about the power of story listening? Now, this is not a term I coined. I would just say listening. But I like the premise of story listening because it truly is, you know, the opposite of storytelling. And it really brings it to the next level. And that's where I got my good friend Bruce. Bruce Kirk. You guys know Bruce? He is Hello, with everyone. slight edge selling. He's here, Bruce. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic.
0: Fantastic Friday.
1: <laughs> fantastic Friday. Yep. Uh, if you can't tell, we're recording this on a Friday. Going to wrap our week up hopefully, and then my wife. I probably interrupt halfway through. Um, God bless her. And uh, so, Bruce is all about equipping business owners and sales teams. He helps them conquer all their greatest challenges in prospecting sales and sales recruiting, and really teaches you how to go from good to great. And one of the skills that Bruce is a huge advocate of, if you follow him on LinkedIn and you should, by the way, go follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, it's literally Bruce Kirk, All right? You know, the classic LinkedIn.com slash in slash Bruce Kirk. All right. B-R-U-C-E-K-I-R-K. And, uh, and he's talking about this a lot. And I'm like, I got to get this cat on the show. So, Bruce, I set the stage. Welcome to the show. Um, How did I do in my definition? In fact, let's just assume I sucked at what I was trying to say. And when you say story listening for the audience, what is it that
0: you mean? Yeah, so it's... um listening to it's an advanced form of listening is what i call it but it's um listening to the prospect to the client or whomever you're interacting with to understand their context what the circumstances are that they're uh facing challenges they're facing um um just how their day was you know in terms of your relate relating it back to your wife you know she wants to tell you what her day was all about and um so it's you know listening to that story and it 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 takes um takes concentration right (laughs) and it takes focus and it uh, but in that concentration in that focus um you're you're validating your wife you're validating your prospect you're affirming them they they recognize that you're focused on wanting to understand them and that is so powerful and it's um you know, just in any relationship, but it's immensely powerful in the prospecting and sales arena, so. You know, I want to jump on that for a second. It's
1: funny, you, you said some things that, that twigged me. Uh, one of them be she wants to share, right? That's what she wants to share. And now her timing sucks, but in my mind, I just, you know, what I want to do is go, oh, oh, like, oh, why are you doing this now, right? But I know if I do that, She'll deflate and then she'll stop sharing with me. And I don't want her to stop sharing with me. I like what she shares with me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to make her, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't feel bad. She's got to work on her timing. But the reality is I do want to hear what she has to say. And for me, it's, it's the body language. And now in this scenario, basically for the, the audience, you're listening to me in that scenario, I'm your prospect and for the audience, you're my wife. The biggest thing I find is I hate when I'm the buyer, because I, you know, that's part of my job is I buy and I'm talking to a prospect. I hate when they just go off on a tangent because their neurons are firing because all of a sudden they realize something else they want to say, it. especially or when they cut me off or they interrupt me to say something, because it just screams at me, You're not listening to me. You you just want to sell me something. Is that normal?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's um um, the more seasoned salesperson, the more sales professional will recognize that um, the, pro- the needs and the wants of the prospect have to come first. And you know, when we're telling, and this is part of the point that I'm making, is that when we're storytelling, we're putting our needs ahead of the time. You know, and again, it, it begs, begs another point, Darrell, that, that the timing of telling our story is key. So if we tell our story at the wrong time, it loses all its power. So we want to, um, and it's, you know, I'm a pr- big promon- proponent that we want to first become great story listeners, and then we'll know how to become great storytellers. So um, that's what I have to say on
1: that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you see what I was doing there? Yeah. I was actively listening. Yeah. But actually, you, uh, I love what you just said. Because it's true, you know, I have talked at length, and Bruce, you've even shared with me that you picked up on my advocacy for the power of storytelling. Right. I am a big believer and storytelling will win you deals because it helps establish rapport, makes it makes what you're offering relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows you to connect your prospect with what you provide Absolutely. through personal anecdotes. But the challenge with storytelling is that I'm, I am can be so busy telling my story or wanting to tell my story that I'm actually not paying attention to the signals that the prospect is giving me, which is um, maybe my story is shutting down them. They don't, you know, they want to talk. And I, and I need to stop talking so I can listen to them. Absolutely.
0: I mean, that that um, just reminded me of the show up and. In- and throw up concept, you know, if you're but listening and pausing and and taking the time in and actually being curious and want to understand slows us down so that we can listen. But you brought up a good point that we need to have really acute situational awareness. So, like, yeah, you want it in your example with your wife. Yeah, you, you've you had a really, really um, challenging day. You want to sit down. And you just want to unwind in front of the TV, and yet she starts talking to you. Well, you know, that your antennas are up, and they're buzzing, and they're saying, well, wait a minute. She needs me to listen to her right now. She needs to be heard, and she wants to be heard so that by you putting her needs first and her wants and her desires, then you become a good listener. And a good partner too.
1: (laughs) And and that everything you just described works and we're talking obviously about a a marriage, but it works the exact same way in a buying cycle that you are partners in a dance. Right. Your your prospect has pains. And if you've done your job right through discovery and qualification, is you've poked and prodded and provoked them to start sharing about their pains. And all of a sudden this goes, this may turn into a venting session, a bitching session, a, oh my gosh, you just, you happen to be the guy that came along and asked the right question and blah, I'm just telling you everything going on, which of course for a salesperson is dynamite. That's what you want. That's how you get all the information to know how to better, you know, position your, your offering. But I find too many reps are thinking about the next thing they want to say and they're not listening. And most
0: prospects pick up on that. Exactly. I mean, I assimilate storytelling to an advanced form of presentation, advanced form of telling. So story listening is an advanced form of fact-finding. I mean, it's advanced form of discovery. I mean, you want, you know, if somebody's starting to vent with you and starting to, to share what their situation is, I mean, they're going to tell you just gold. They're going to give you gold in terms of what's going on. And they're going to, I found it many times, they're going to tell you how to sell them and um, tell tell you what's going to make all the difference for them in terms of them becoming a buyer. And that's why it's another reason it's so vital to just pause back and let it rip and let, you know, listen to understand. I mean, I mean, listening to understand is a big part of story listening you know clarifying well did you mean that this you know so that you clearly understanding and that's part of the affirmation the validation process is communicating to the um, prospect that you want to understand and you want to get clarification so that you're aligned with um, what they're facing and what they're telling you you, um, you reminded me, I think, and I think I've shared this before
1: on the show. If I have guys and gals, I, I apologize for repeating myself. My wife and I went to a marriage course several years ago. And one of the, the only thing that's memorable to this course about me, uh, and how bad is that the only thing that's memorable in this course, um, <laughs> was the one line is about communication and the one line was listening and it was to play back to your spouse because they want to feel heard and understood, especially if you have a disagreement or uh, you're not aligned, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And what I'm supposed to do as the person who's actively listening is first you listen to them and then you play it back along the lines of, so what I'm hearing you say is, if I were to stop leaving the toilet seat up so you don't fall in in the middle of the night, <laughs> that would make you happy, right? So- uh,
0: And then actually do it, actually do it,
1: yes. Yeah, and then actually fall <laughs> falling through on it. But in sales, i would be saying, so what I'm hearing you say is, if you could uh, eliminate this uh, block that's stopping you from all this process improvement, that it will increase your output and you will be a happy camper. Is that what I'm hearing you say? And and they will correct you if you got it wrong. That's the beauty of that playback technique. Saying, well, no, close, but what I really said was this. Oh, okay, now
0: we're aligned. Now I truly, that nuance was important. And and if you would ask an additional question, well, how would it, how would it improve your? I mean, what difference would it make in your process improvement? Right. So you're you're digging. for- well, you're it. getting them to quantify it. Yeah. So you're getting yes. you if you think about story listening as an advanced form of fact-finding, advanced form of inquiry, advanced form of discovery, that, that has helped me and just advanced my ability to, to do this. Because I want to be heard, too. I mean, I'm a human being, but but I want, you know, selling is all about going to the bank. And so I want my prospect to be heard. I want them to be validated. But I, I want to do that sincerely and authentically, too. But... So there you go, folks. One of the tips, if you want to be
1: a better listener, confirm and clarify, it's also to your, A, they'll feel heard. Uh, B, you'll have ensured that you got it right. And C, if you got it wrong, they're going to correct you. Right. So that's you can better position your solution. But you also touched on another thing, beyond the confirming and, and clarify approach. You talked about discovery. I and mean, what people may not understand is when you say something like, okay, so we start off with, confirm and clarify. So I heard you say, so if I get rid of this obstacle, uh, you could get rid of this. Uh, you could produce more output. Is that correct? Yes. Now you said discovery. Why is that? Why will that by getting rid of that, why does that increase your, your output? Help me understand that. You know, what's, I just don't understand it. And then shut up again. So it's the classic discovery. Bruce, you talked about being curious, but the reason We want to be curious. The reason we want to do discovery is so we can understand all the symptoms and grow the size and scope of the deal and better tailor our proposal to fit their exact needs so they'll be happy and they'll become a customer and they'll be sticky. They'll stay with us for a long time. Um, But that act of doing that discovery helped me understand why. Tell me about that. Explain that to me. Describe how that would affect you. T-E-D, (laughs) TED. And then shutting up, T-E-D, that was the fourth part, which was shutting up,
0: is all about story listening. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, man. As I was um, you know, prepping for um, for our talk today, go back, you, you had a, a post that I had originally commented on, that's how you and I met, was the difference between marketing and selling. And one of the key points you put on there is marketing is one to many and selling is one to one. Um, and there's nuances there, but in general. And, you know, you mentioned the TED Talks, and they tell a lot of stories in the TED Talks. And that's one to many. So storytelling is, is I think, more applicable to one to many. Um, but it's applicable to the presentation phase. But if you're in the discovery, in the inquiry, in the fact-finding, if you're able to listen and you're able to save time and money because when you get to your presentation phase, you know exactly what story to tell. You can tie what you heard in the story listening phase and tailor your story to exactly what the most frustrating part of their job is. You know that your product or your service can can uh, fix. So it's it's actually. Um, you know, just in general, I'm not not. Uh, it's I think it's genius. Story listening is um, the magic of storytelling. How do you like that wow.
1: one? Wow! <laughs> uh, no, I mean, now if, if you're watching this video as opposed to listening on the audio only version, uh, you would have seen this like huge grin come across my face, and it wasn't a um, very smug, satisfied like the uh, the cat just ate the bird. Grin. It was a epiphany grin, because you're right. Because I'm a huge believer and advocate and, and evangelist around storytelling. Kids, I open every single podcast episode telling a story, <laughs> literally. Right. All right. And yet you but you that's one world. to many, Daryl. That's one to many. That's I know, but <laughs> that's where you rock my world. You you just told me because I have a whole bunch of stories. I have a whole bunch of stories, right? And you're right. It's one to many, because I'm talking to the whole audience. But if I was talking to you, Bruce, the story would be very different. And because it's one to one. But what you rocked my world on was you just said, Daryl, it's in your own freaking best interest to do that listening, that story listening, because they're going to give you all these signals. Yeah. And then you can go in your bag of many, many stories and say, "Uh, this is the story. I'm, I haven't told this story in a while. It's not my favorite story. It's not my go-to story, but because of all the stuff I just listened and heard, this is the story. It's going to get me this big ass deal.
0: You're learning, you're learning it, man. You're learning it. (laughs) Dude, you're a good teacher. Um. But again, so, okay. Okay. so listening, I just want to drive that home. So listening is the magic of telling. But taking that first, story listening is the magic of storytelling. So I'm tying that back to, you know, all the rage was of storytelling and tying it into we have two ears, one mouth. So we want to be listening, obviously, more than we're telling. But we want to be story listening more than we're storytelling. And, and frankly, we're going to be able to tell much better stories in the eyes and in the ears of the prospect and client when we first story listen. So my my big my big stick for you know uh, salespeople, sales professionals is that you need to first become a great story listener before you become a great storyteller. And in fact, if you actually become a great story listener. Becoming a great storyteller will be easy because it'll just flow because you'll know what to ta- what to talk about um, in the ears of the client. So kids, what's the
1: flow to so see? You know, <laughs> if you do discovery properly, they're going to tell you a story. This discovery, right? you're asking the questions. They're going to tell you a story. Then you do the clarification. Mm-hmm. So what I heard you say is this, and they're going to say yes. But when they told you the story, right, you were actively listening. Mm-hmm. You were story listening. Yep. And then the clarification just confirms what you thought you heard. Now you have what you heard clarified and confirmed. And now you go in your bag of tricks. And now you do like this. is The one, two punch. You started off with a discovery. Boom. You come back with the storytelling. Story listening drove story telling. Absolutely. This yeah. has rocked my world. Yeah, This has rocked my world. I'm really excited <laughs> about this. Okay. I gotta ask a a stupid question. How do I know if I'm crappy story listening? All right.
0: So I'm going to rephrase that. How do how do how do your how does your audience tell? How can we tell that you suck at story listening? No. There we go. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> so so if you have these symptoms, it's a it's a pretty good indicator that you know you're going to be a turnoff to your prospect. So. Number one, you're hungry for approval. You know you want you want to be oh, you want yes. to be validated yourself, and that's you know that that goes into the role of the sales leader, the sales manager, that they need to be validating their salespeople, so that when they go out into the field and talk to the prospect, they're not seeking validation from their prospect because, be uh, the prospect wants validation themselves. So if if the salesperson in the and the prospect both want validation, then there's going to be a little war going on there. So you always want to defer your your hunger for approval to the prospect. Uh, Another indication that that you suck at story listening is that you think you're the smartest person in the room. Even if you are, you can't. You have to act like you're, you know, take interest, genuine interest, curiosity in the other people that you have, so that they can, because you can always learn something from someone else. So even if you're the smartest dude, Daryl, please learn from other people, which I know you do. (laughs) Another reason, so if you are doing most of the talking and your prospect's doing most of the listening, well, you suck at story listening. Um, If you're in a hurry during the meeting, you're gonna just default to be a bad story listener because story listening takes time, but it actually, it's an investment because it'll shorten the sales cycle. So if you're in a hurry, it you know you're gonna suck at it. So if you're distracted, like, if, put your cell phone away, put your, uh, don't text during, you know, when you're, when a, when someone's sharing something with you, be focused, be attentive. Uh, so if you're if you're attract if you're distracted, then, I mean, you know what it's like when you're giving a presentation or you're telling a story and somebody's answering a text or they're answering the telephone or they're not listening to you, it, it's annoying. Well, the same thing with the, the prospect. If you're distracted, you're not listening, then that's annoying to them. Another um, and a real key aspect to know that you suck at story listening is that you have a personal agenda going into the meeting, other than wanting to clearly understand the parameters and the circumstances and the frustrations and the struggles that the prospect is experiencing, and typically related around it. The general product and service and, and category that you're selling, but if if you have commission breath going into a meeting, you're not going to be a very good story listener. Because as you pointed out, you're going to be thinking, well, what's next? You know, how can I lead this person? How can I, you know, what am I going to tell? No, you listen first. You'll validate, you'll affirm, and you'll get all the clues that you need on how to to uh, how this person wants to buy. So. All right. There's more. Bruce is an expert at this, as you can tell.
1: The best thing to do is connect with him on Absolutely. LinkedIn and continue some storytelling, some story listening, and then maybe he can help you out and hit your goals. Because he's already said, you, if you do this, man, you're going to build better relationships. You're going to build better trusts. You're going to have shorter sales cycles. You're going to have more profitable sales cycles. You're going to save time. You're going to save money. And he's already told you all the symptoms that if any of those resonated with you, well, then you're a good person to consider
0: story listening. Yes. So when you reach out to me, if I could ask, when you're reaching out to me on LinkedIn, if you want to connect or follow, it's just a simple click of the button. But if you want to connect, uh, put a personal note in there, tell that you were on this uh, podcast or heard the podcast. And um, that'll help tie me in. Because I don't accept many that uh, blind invites <laughs> because um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, like I want it. to again. It's, it's all related to I want to understand the context of why, and that's that brings back to story listening. You want to understand the context of what your prospect is experiencing, so you can tell a better story and a more relatable story from the prospect's perspective. Perfect. All right, guys, that's it. You need to do a couple things: share this.
1: Episode with your colleagues. I guarantee you there's somebody out there on your team who could be, shall we say, better at story listening. My name is Daryl Prale. That, my friends, was Bruce Kirk. And we're out of here. This is another episode in the books of the Inside Inside Sales Show. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prale. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we would greatly appreciate you taking a moment to leave us a review on the platform you're listening to the show from today. Also, please feel free to share this program with your friends and colleagues. Thank you. Daryl will be back again next week.